Welcome to Amplify, the personal brand business show. Today on the show, Bob is speaking with Mike Dallas Peterson. It's an epidemic. Like, you don't have to hire a massive art marketing agency or something like that as a realtor or a mortgager or, or tax or chiropractor or whatever you are. You don't have to hire a massive firm or, or anything like that. You could just literally hire an integrator or even a virtual assistant for that matter to like literally set up a basic CRM for you, right? You don't have to go out and spend $3,000 to get something like this set up. You don't, right? You can spend $97 a month and then maybe hire someone by the hour, like whatever, spend three or 400 bucks and, and, and get someone to just take you through it quick. Hi there and welcome back to the Personal Brand Business Show. My name is Bob Gentle and every week I speak with incredible people who share their secrets to building, marketing and monetizing your expertise, intentionally growing a unique personal brand and the mindset you need for your business to grow and thrive. If you're new to the show, then while you still have your device in your hand, take a second to subscribe. That way you won't miss a single episode. If you are a regular listener, then consider sharing the show with just one person as it's the very best way you can help the show grow and help me reach more people. So there's lots of ways of talking about this, but more money, more problems is probably the best place to start. I think the, what I've found is anybody who's building a personal brand business, when they start to see some success, the back end of the business turns into a monster. And that often is one of the biggest reasons actually they can fail to thrive or sometimes become stifled. So today, we're going to be talking about what sounds a little bit rude, business back end. We're not talking about the back end here. We're talking about the back end of your business, the things that make it actually work. And to help me dive into this, I am delighted to be welcoming Mike Dallas Peterson to the show. Mike, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. So, Mike, I could introduce you and I could make a ham-fisted job of it. I know what I think you do, but it's always more interesting when the guests introduce themselves a little bit. So for the listener meeting you for the first time, can you maybe just tell us a little bit about who you are, where you are, and the kind of work you do? Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, like you said, Mike Dallas-Peterson, I live in a small little tiny town in southern British Columbia, Canada, near um, a big city called Kelowna in the Okanagan Valley. So it's kind of like paradise here. Love it. They call it wine country. So if you like wine, it's definitely the place to be. Uh what I do, so I am technically a remote integrator, and it's got many different uh, many definitions, many different variables inside of it. But the majority of what I do and and what I like to say is I glue the internet together, and so I help a lot of online, even brick and mortar business owners, essentially fix or implement or revamp their sales and marketing systems, and that can be anything from you know, basic CRM softwares, maybe some autoresponders, email marketing softwares, you name it. I've, I can pretty much, pretty much do it. I work with probably over 5,000 different softwares. And so it's, um, you know, one of those, one of those, one of those, I guess, uh, jobs or, 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 or industries where I save either people a ton of money or a ton of time or both. Right. So. Yeah, Absolutely. And I'd be interested in your opinion on this because, and you must see this as well all the time, that people come into the online space and a lot of the time they look to the online space because there's a frustration with what they have been doing. They might have been moderately success in a local community as a coach or as a consultant or something like that, but they they fail to really scale beyond the natural limits of their physical catchment area. And going online seems like a way through this. 
but a lot of the time, my experience is they were successful almost by accident in their local community. They they won work through referral or because they were the one of a very few number of people in their area that did what they did. And when they go online, what I often discover is that they don't have the discipline of selling. And, and I'm making a big assumption here and you can shoot me down and I'm fine with it. But I'm assuming a lot of people, when they become your clients, it's because they've reached a certain level of success online. They've known how to make online sales work. And they're now looking at you to make it bigger, to make it faster, to make it leaner, to make it more efficient. Is that a fair assumption? Yeah, 100%. Everyone I work with has gotten to a point where all of the band-aids and all of the failures that they fixed with something else have come to a point where it's consuming too much of their time or it's costing them too much money. And so what happens with scaling is a lot of people react to what's happening in their life and all the success that they're having, and they'll buy this solution or they'll implement this solution and they do it themselves. And there's nothing wrong because for the period of time, months, years, days, whatever of them building what they've built, they've gotten to a point where, you know, they've done it themselves. And now they're to a point where, oh crap, you know, um, I need this solution or, oh man, like now I need this solution. So they're going to go out and they're going to go get Calendly and then they're going to go out and get like a pipe drive CRM and then they're going to go out and get active campaign as an email provider. And then they're, and all of this kind of stuff, right? And then they're going to try and run their own Facebook. And, and all this kind of stuff is just kind of adds on to everything they were already doing. And they just get so overwhelmed because they just don't know how to like link it all together and make it all work. And so now... <clears throat> something comes in from ads and then they're downloading it into their pipe drive or something like that. And then they're taking it from pipe drive and they're putting it into a uh, active campaign. And they're like, you know what, let's try out Zapier and try and connect these all together. And then they're like, Oh man, I don't even understand Zapier. This is like way over my head. And then they're watching tutorials. And then lo and behold, all the success, uh, like all the success that they had is now, you know, drowned out by them spending all this time, not selling, not doing what they're good at trying to implement and fix something because they're scaling too much. Right. And so you're hundred percent right. It's they get to this point and uh, yeah, they just need help and they try to do it themselves. So I see two types of people trying to scale a business online specifically. The first type is somebody who hasn't managed to make their business work at the size that it is. And they're looking at automation and scaling as a way to try and fix something that wasn't working. Then there's another kind of business owner where things were working and they're looking at automation as a way to legitimately scale something that was already working. I am curious to hear your perspective on when you meet a business owner who isn't selling, when you look at a client and you think, no, I can't take your money because this is wrong. What does that client look like? In terms and, of like- It's a leading question because I kind of think I know the answer. So- um if you could just just clarify slightly for me, because I'm I'm okay, I'm so gonna be basic. I'm gonna be less oblique. I'm gonna say you can't scale a bad offer. Right. And I think a lot of people I meet, they 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 haven't got the offer right, and yet they're still trying to scale through automation. Right. And I think that's definitely a huge, huge part of it. Like un understanding your offer and what you sell. I, to be honest with you, almost every call I get onto, people can't explain. Like, I'm like, what do you do? What do you offer? What do you sell? And like, it's it's very difficult for people to like put it into words. They're like, well, uh, yeah. And I was like, that's probably pretty confusing for 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 you right now. But 
you think about your clients and who's like looking at you right now, like they probably have no idea as well, right? And so part of like what I do specifically, and not every remote integrator is going to offer what I offer and what I teach and what I do, but I, I, I'm i like a full service. I don't like anyone to go anywhere else, right? Like I'll do your graphic design. I'll build out your PDFs and your lead maintenance. I will do your, your video editing. I'll do your developing. If you want code written, I'll do it for you too. Whatever you want, I'm going to do it, right? And so nine times out of 10, when I get into, I, I call my first meeting with a client, I call it a vent session where they can vent to me and, you know, excuse my language, a bitch and complain about like what they don't like and what, why they don't want to get up in the morning and all of those kinds of things. Right. And so when we get into that, a lot of what comes up is like, you know, they can't communicate with their client properly or the deliverability of what they're selling isn't sending properly, or they're getting a high refund rate or lots of churn or something along those lines. And generally it always comes down to the fact that they've either had something that was really good. And then they just tried to you know, conform it to what they think is going to be the next best thing or what they think is going to sell better, what they think their clients want, instead of actually going outright and asking their clients what they want, right? And a lot of times, especially with course creators, for example, this is just a specific example. When someone pays, there's always almost a 24-hour delay before people get access to things or they get their course or they get an email or they get an onboarding call or they get absolutely anything, and so that's one of the biggest things They're like, well, yeah, like my, my refund rate is like 50% within the first 48 hours. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like we really, <laughs> we really need to fix this. And then you, you just all, ultimately you get into it and you're like, wow. So clarifying like what they sell at the beginning and like condensing it into like PDFs, for example, like I really love, I have a full-time graphic designer on my, on my team. His name is John. He's been working with me since like 2018. He's amazing. And, and I almost immediately get them to like, they build like a beautiful PDF of what they sell, what the packages are, what they're offering in bite-sized forms. And I call it like a seven second. Like I, I really like by the end of the time, the first call I have with them, I go, tell me what you would do in seven seconds or less. And then I give it to them for homework again, because it's almost impossible for people to actually explain what they do in seven seconds. But that's generally what you should be able to do, right? Yeah. The and average so, website visit is a hair under seven seconds. There you go. So you better right? be able to so, do it. If you can't go and shake your hand and go, hi, my name is Mike. I help online business owners scale by fixing their sales and marketing systems. You know, like you're not going to get, you know what I mean? Like people are just not going to understand what it is. That handshake mm -hmm. is going to go over their head and they're going to go to the next person or what next solution or whatever it might be. Right. So yeah. I like the seven second line for sure. Cause it's, it's huge. I think what's interesting is actually with the seven seconds, What's more important than transmitting information is making people feel something very specific, mm -hmm. because if they can feel it, then they'll continue on this line and the, the journey will go longer than seven seconds. But if you haven't engaged the emotions, the, the brain comes like a minute later. It's like the above the fold, right? The newspaper, the newspaper thing, right? Like, yeah. uh, especially like anything. I mean, I use the above the fold <clears throat> analogy for almost everything and you know, when a newspaper, right, above the fold, a you know, website, you know, the first, you know, first part, the hero section, or whatever you want to call it, right? Um, it's the same thing in a conversation, in my opinion, right? Yeah. I think the reason I went here was there is a danger that people who have a broken offer will look at somebody like you as an escape route. And it's really important that what I say to clients all the time is if you don't have an offer that you can sell person to person, forget about trying to scale it online. And you're kind of confirming that. So if we look at, from your perspective, I think one of the things I like 
I heard a phrase recently that simplicity scales and complexity fails. And a lot of people's business backends, when they're in the imagination stage, they just go everywhere. So from your perspective of somebody, as somebody who is an integrator, what does, if we take a coach, for example, who maybe has one in-person, one one-to-one coaching package and a group coaching package. This is very common. Lots of people listening will recognize this. What would the role of an integrator be there? And what does a healthy backend ecosystem actually look like? Well, good question. So I guess to start this off, and this kind of goes back to our, our previous um, question as well, is um, when, when people are trying to scale, especially coaches, they try to make their offer so juicy and so, um, what do you call it? Um, no, uh, like such a no brainer that they actually get extremely complex. Right. And so that's part of the thing is like, just going back to, like you said, like the, the two simple packages, right? Like you get one-on-one or you get group and then you get course access. I mean, that's pretty freaking simple, right? Like there's nothing, no tip ups and things like that on, on top of that. Right. And so, yeah, I think, I think, um, one of the biggest things that I really like to do, especially with like, cause we're on the, we're on the, we're on the role of talking about coaches here. I just, I really like simplifying everything that they do into one software. And it's because it's because only of, of recently since like 2019, that a solution like this, like even 2020, uh, a solution like this is actually exists. If that makes sense before there was no way when I first started back in 2017, there's absolutely no, no way that you could have one software damn near do it all. Like there's just no way. Right. But now that's one of the first things I do. Like if you don't, if you're not making over a million a month or let's just call it $150,000 a month, because that's like generally a, a nice place to be. If you're not making more than that, like you can put everything that you do into one software. And there's lots of solutions out there that'll do that. And so one of the things that I really like to do is like by adding less complexity to their offer and stuff like that, and being able to make them know how to either fix or add or change or do something along with their sales and marketing systems. It's nice to just put it in one place, right? Because what's going to happen is they get this, they get this, 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 um, per, uh, the paralysis when they're like, Oh, I need to change this email. Okay. Well, where do I log into now? And then they, they have trouble figuring out and then, then they lose their passwords. Or you know what I mean? And then they're like, what did I name that campaign? And Oh, what did I, you know what I mean? So I really like condensing everything into one software and I use one software. I don't need, I don't need to necessarily say it on the, on the, on the podcast today, if you don't want, but I, I use one and there's a couple different softwares out there that are very similar to the, to this one as well. And it just condenses everything into one. You've got funnels, you've got websites, you've got email, you've got phoning, you've got texting, you've got voicemails, you've got reputation, Google reviews, you've got everything that you pretty automation, beautiful branding of emails and stuff like that. Um, they're just implementing now memberships so you can, or um, membership communities, right? So you can put courses in there now, but now they're adding communities in there. So things like that, right? So that's, I would say, probably one of the biggest things that I do with coaches uh, immediately is I will just go, okay, let me just migrate everything into one thing for you. And they're like, okay. I think I, I know where you, I know which product you're talking about because I, I can see the hat and I'm a smart guy. And it's something I've been looking at a lot as well. In fact, the, chief marketing officer. I rarely have software companies on the show, but high level is a pretty revolutionary product. I have a couple of clients using it and I am really impressed. And to be clear, HubSpot's been already doing what high level does for, for the most part, right? Up until like right now, but high level is getting a little bit further past it. But the problem with those, uh, I guess, a HubSpot and, and, and then and comparing it to high level and stuff like that, 
is that HubSpot's extremely expensive and yeah. fairly a little bit more complex to use, right? They have the same features and they do the same things and they have a lot of, actually, I would say even HubSpot has better tracking and better kind of systems. But, you know, I have one of my integrators works for a big YouTuber right now and uh, they they implemented HubSpot for everything. And, and so he's been doing HubSpot only and he's like, man, I miss high level. Um, but he's, he's become a very good, like an expert. He's like, I now, like I talked to him, I think last week or whatever. And he was like, he's like, I actually kind of like it more now. And I was like, there you go. Right. Like, but also they're spending $10,000 a month on it. Right. Whereas high level, you're spending $297 a month. Right. So substantially different to have all the features. Right. And yeah, it is, it is substantially different, but I think having the one Swiss army knife, giving, getting, learning one tool to be great. So you can be much more versatile. I think it is a really smart move from yeah. your side, but also the quality of service that you can offer your client when you have an intimate knowledge of a product is dramatically different. So no, I think and you made the right move. I, re I really like high level as well because it, it allows me to turn on and off features for them. So I can turn on and off features so they don't see them. They yeah. can't go get busy. They can't go get distracted. They can't do any of that, right? So if I'm starting off with a client and all I'm doing is like some marketing, some automation and a funnel, I'll turn everything else off. Mm. So they can't go get lost. You know what I mean? It's I just so much nicer. And then when they've mastered it and I'm like, hey, show me where this is. We get on our, our weekly call or our monthly call. And they can immediately go there and they can show me exactly what they edited yesterday morning at three, you know, or yesterday, whatever, what time, whatever time doesn't matter. But um, then I'm like, okay, what's next? Let's get into the next feature, right? Let's get into the next thing, right? So. And I think for me, the, the contrasting that with HubSpot is HubSpot take a completely different approach where they just make everything available to you. And as soon as you want to try and touch it, nope, you need to pay. Yeah. And that's very frustrating and confusing for clients because they don't know where they can go and what they've got because it's very hard to see what you do have access to and what you don't. Anyway, I don't want to bash HubSpot. Uh, my lawyers no, are not be happy. So where were we? We were talking about what does a classic backend look like? And you've kind of covered that. I can elaborate more if you'd like. Yeah, could, generally, generally even, even using high level and stuff like that. I, I, why I really like high level, number one is because I, I, I've been using it since 2018, since they came out, right? I was like one of the, they call, they call me the one of the OG OG users or something like that. Like one of the original guys in there. Because it was back in the day, it was just like a pipeline, some email sending, that was it, right? But uh, a, a traditional backend, especially for, because we're talking about coaches, is they'll have a membership area, right? And they're going to have um, some basic emails and stuff going out. And then generally that's where coaches are going to kind of leave it, right? Um, and so a, a, a traditional backend that I really like helping out with is, I, I, I like building marketing lanes. And so a lot of people don't do this. Uh, and I would say a, a, a lot of people, actually, I think the majority of people don't do this. Marketing lanes are, is such a, such a, like a unique thing out there that when I, whenever I generally tell people about it, they're like flabbergasted. And so what I help out with my clients is we build a thing and this isn't my methodology. This is one of my mentors methodology, but it's called the SSF method. It's called the sidewalk slow lane and fast lane method. And what it is, is basically, <clears throat> as you can describe, you have people on the sidewalk, you have people in the slow lane, and you have people in the, in the fast lane. Fast lane is obviously people that, who are ready for conversion, and sidewalk are people who are like, they already barely know who you are. And to treat 
your CRM or everyone entering into your CRM or, or whatever your marketing campaigns, your nurture campaigns, whatever it might be, the same is like the epidemic of marketing right now. Like everyone's just dumping people into one, one path. And I think it really needs to, there's got to be a revolution on this because people aren't doing it. And so you have content that you build for the sidewalk. You have content that you build for the slow lane. You have content that you build for the uh, fast lane. And the sidewalk would be like one to three minute emails, right? Very, uh, very structured, um, very corporate look at very branded, right? And then very short, mostly just text, right? And then you're building trust. And then you have the slow lane, which is like maybe five to 10 minutes, less, more casual, right? Less branded, but, you know, still fairly, fairly corporate branded. Um, now you're introducing maybe more video content, testimonials, emotion-based stuff, results, proof, things like that, right? Fastlane, you're doing like long stuff. You're doing like 15, 90-minute webinars, things like that, things that people are going to pay attention to, right? They're in the Fastlane now. And then that's where you're going to convert them. So this is super casual, first name basis. Hey, Mike, what's going on? You know what I mean? And it's, you're talking to them like, hey, well, what's taking you so long? Why aren't you doing this with me? You know, you can actually have those different types of conversations with them, these people. So those are the three different lanes. And what I like doing and, and what High Level does extremely well out of the gate is lead scoring. No one does lead scoring. And so when people open up an email, people read an email, when people click on an email, you give them a score. And then when people reach a certain score in their sidewalk, you automatically put them into the slow lane. When people engage with your content in the slow lane and they get to a certain score, you automatically upgrade them to the fast lane. And so what's happening is like this automation, which is very simple to set up. And it's really like you, you can come up with a number. I can I can get actually into fun. It's kind of funny, but I'll, I'll get into it after. But uh, basically you have users coming in from one end, one lane, and then basically getting to the very end of the lane. And sometimes it'll take them two weeks. Sometimes it'll take them two months. Sometimes it'll take them a year. Who knows, right? But as long as your marketing campaigns are set up to a point where people can actually stay in here and then even go back to the top and recycle themselves until they get to a point where they're actually engaging with your content, then there you go. But you can also, instead of maybe after three months of them not opening up an email, you can remove them and only keep them in, say, a retargeting campaign, right? And one of the things I really like about the slow lane is when you're actually sending out a testimonial, you can use a thing like a trigger link, right? Or a link, right? And when they click on it, it takes them to a blog page. Guess what you can do on the blog page? Retarget. Mm. Okay, well, what, do you can, what can you retarget them with? Content they've never seen before. And you can put them into a second slow lane if you want to, right? And that way, the only way they can get to that second slow lane is if they clicked on an email, then clicked on an ad. Now you know immediately, like this person really is really engaged. What I really like doing is I go into my lists of contacts and I can, I can create a smart list and I can go rank these people based on their score and who I haven't closed. Now I know from the top to bottom, my biggest fans, and I'll just dial them immediately. I won't even wait for them to pick up the phone or uh, uh, book phone call. And I think that's where the magic can happen. Yes. Like a, lot, a lot of people wait for them to come to you, but if you can identify your biggest advocates, the, the fans, yeah. you know they're probably somewhere on a journey to doing business with you. And if you were the one to approach them, they are. It, it, they don't feel like they're being sold to. They feel no. like they're it's it's an honor almost. If, it, well, if, exactly. If you, you took time out of your day to phone these people instead of like, you know, the other way around. They've been following you for what, a month and they're engaging in your content. They're absorbed in your content. It's like, pick up the phone and call these people. These are going to be your laydowns. These are going to be like the people that you can help the most. These are going to, the most transfer, trans, whatever. I mean, it's definitely going to be more money, right? That's number one. That's what we want. That's what we all want. And then number two, it's going to be transformation. You're going to be able to deliver the best results to the people that are the most engaged, right? 
but no one, no one that I know of is actually building systems to do this other than like really big, really big companies that are using, you know, that have fairly elaborate teams and fairly elaborate like technology people and, and, and integrators or developers or something like that. Right. So what you described a lot there was as a, as a, as a content experience, it was largely email. You also mentioned blog post. And one thing that's always intrigued me is this contrast between the automated sequence or event-based email and then the more spontaneous, hey, you know what, I'm going to write an email today, or the weekly newsletter or something like that. What does that mix normally look like in a a healthy expert business? So when we get into... Content. A lot of people overthink content. I am I am truly one that overthinks content. When you're a coach and you're doing group coaching or you're doing lives or you're doing whatever you're doing, you have a tremendous amount of content. Tremendous, right? And so one of the things that I really like to teach, and, and there's other there's other communities, other clients and community, and I think there's um actually I forget the other name, but they teach a lot of cool things for like Facebook groups and all this kind of stuff. So if you have a community and you have a free community. And you're doing, say, weekly live streams to them. You have the hour-long live streams that that you can repurpose almost immediately. And so, when when I when I start describing like you know the 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 sidewalk and the slow lane and the fast lane, it completely kind of gets rid of the other stuff that's out there as well, right? Like, how did they get into this sidewalk, right? How did they get into this? Lane? How how did they get there in the first place, right? Like that's always missing. So, a lot of times the way that I like to do it, because most people just won't do it unless it's really incredibly easy, is that I go, well, let's offer something to your community or let's offer something to, let's offer a free live stream every week. doesn't matter if anyone shows up, right? Teach something specific. Because as soon as you've done that, now you have your one hour fast lane stuff, okay? Now you can take this and you went over the 10 steps of that. Now you have 10 slow lane pieces of content, right? And now you can break that up even further. And now you have, 20 pieces of sidewalk content, right? The other thing that you can do with that is you can have that as a lead magnet, something that you can put onto a blog post that people can go to. The other thing you could do is you can create micro pieces of that content, right? Live streams and repurpose it all over your social medias everywhere, right? And so now you've got these 10 points and you've got whatever, and you're making 30 second clips out of them. How many 30 second clips do you think you can get out of a, you know, 90 minute or 60 minute live stream, right? And so... It's not that it's it's really not more complicated than that. It really is not, right? Yeah. Even I, if you're doing the live streams to nobody, do them, right? Because eventually what's going to happen is you're going to have an arsenal of people and that one live stream is going to hit or that one piece of content is going to hit and you're going to have like you said, people accidentally get into success or people accidentally get into whatever it might be, right? Like that's going to happen and now you're going to have what? This ginormous 6-month campaign built and it took you what? a few weeks and a few one hour live streams to put together. Yeah. I think this is something that I think a lot of people get hung up on that they they spend a lot of time creating one piece of content and then it's done. When, if they were to simply push things a little bit further, leverage it, slice it and dice it, really extend its life, it becomes an asset and not a cost. If you were going to be doing YouTube, right, then create the one piece of content that's going to hit. Absolutely. Spend your time doing that. that. That's what you're going to do. Sure. Right. But I just, I just think that like coaches and stuff like that, like we're not on you. We're not really on YouTube. Like if you're going to put shorts up, 
Sure. If you want to put your live streams up there. Sure. You know what I mean? But yeah, definitely like don't spend too much time on it. You know, put your, put your effort into creating a banger 60 minute live stream, mm. right? That eventually when you're creating these, these ideas for the content that you want to like the live streams that you want to do put in like almost the methodology or the, the sequencing or the way that you want to struggle the structure as you're, as you're writing it out and you're building these live streams, right? Because then it's going to be way easier for you then to micro piece that apart and put it into the rest of your campaigns. Yeah. Teach like you were teaching your best client. Yeah. Yeah. So you are an integrator and I think we've, we've probably given the listener a good flavor of what an integrator is, where the value is. You also are running the integrator Academy where you help people grow their own integrator businesses. You said you're, you're kind of oversubscribed as an integrator yourself, but you've got a bigger mission helping other people build their integrator businesses. Tell me a little bit about that. Why? And I guess what stage you're at with that. And maybe we can get into some of the, the, the challenges of an integrator operating as a visionary. So the integrator Academy was like, not even my idea. It was one of my clients ideas. And, um, I've been doing integrating obviously since 2017 and over the years I've amassed a massive amount of clients and uh, some of the clients like and I'm not going to name drop but they have they they're quite well known in 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 the YouTube and and all that kind of stuff right and so I've had tons of referrals and 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 people have seen my name in communities and and all this kind of stuff and they reach out to me and so it comes to a point where it's like I'm I'm able to just be very picky with who I want to work with and that's where I'm at I'm at where I'm at a point where I'm picky. I, I I have two children. They're going to school. I I really like where I live. I want to I want to have me back. You know, and I want to have a bit of me time and 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 kind of live my life a little bit more than just grinding all the time, right? And because that's where I was for a long time. Mm. And so in doing so, I essentially neglected a lot of my previous clients that you know either took a break or you know um, they're seasonal or whatever it might be, and they come back and like I'm ready, and I'm like. Can't help you, man. I'm so sorry, but I cannot help you. And I had one client that I'd been working with since like 2019 and very loyal client. And we get together all the time. And he was the nicest person in the world. And he unleashed on me. He got I, the angriest I've ever seen this person ever. And I was like, oh my goodness gracious. Like, I am so sorry. Like, I will do your work. I like whatever. And he's like, that's not the point, Mike. You're missing the point. I need something. You need to expand. I'm like, I'm not expanding. I am not getting bigger than this. I do not want to get bigger than this. And so he's like, well, then you need to teach someone how to do this. And I was like, oh. And then the, the more I look, because I had a bit of an ego with it. Okay, I'm not going to lie. I had a bit of an ego with this. And I'm like, oh, I can't teach what I do. It's too complicated. And then like after that meeting or whatever, I ended up talking to some friends and I was like, you know, this I need. And they're like, well, teach me. And not even within a month, that person I talked to you about that's working on it, uh, like a very famous YouTubers, HubSpot stuff. It only took him a month. And he self-taught. He was so gung-ho. He was ready. And I'm telling you right now, he was he worked at a grocery store before this. You know what I mean? And I was like, wow, like this is this is crazy. Like, okay. And that's where okay, that's like that's where it all spawned. That's why I was like, man. So I just had to unleash and get rid of my ego. Right. I'm like, I'm I'm really not that special. Not I, you know what I mean? Like I just like I'm not like it's not so revolutionary. There's what I'm doing is not so complicated. I think you, I think you probably do, do yourself a disservice. You bring something special to it for your clients. Yes. But I think 
in essence, the mechanics of it are not that difficult. I think it's yeah. it's the interpretation of your client's business. That's where you bring your real value. That's where that's where like the solution part of things, right? It's like developing the solutions is probably the hardest part. The engineering, the engineering or the architecture of like what the solution is going to be, because everything is fairly unique, right? Um, that's where I really come into uh, into effect. So people will ping me all the time and go, Mike, here's the problem. And I'll like off the top of my head, this is what you should do. And they're like, oh, wow, thank you. And eventually what happens is they don't even need me anymore because like they start thinking the same way that I'm thinking. And I give everyone a book and I like, uh, this is this is a pretty good book and I'm not affiliated with them at all, but it's called The Great Mental Models. And, and it's pretty dirty here because I left it outside by accident, but it's called General Thinking Concepts. And um, if you can, if you have time, it's very dry, but if you can read like one or two sections at a time and get through it, it's just, a, it, it teaches people how to like think differently. You know, like in people are like, what do you mean think differently? It's really cool. It's just taking your perspective like of a way of like the, the traditional way you would think of a situation and telling you how to like think about that differently and how you can open it up and come, come at it differently. And it's really taught me a lot in terms of like how to like look at different situations and stuff like that. And so that's what we'll, we'll, we'll teach and stuff like that. So that's kind of where the Academy was born. And uh, I've had, you know, probably a few dozen students come through and they've gone through and they've been hired and, you know, some went back to their job and it wasn't for them, but most, you know, they're, they're living their best life, either fully self-employed or they're, you know, it's still in their nine to five. But um, I guess I, I kind of went on a tangent there, but uh, yeah, that's, that's essentially where the Integrator Academy is. And what, what I do, where I start people off is the CRM. I start all my students and stuff like that off as learning the CRM because that's like the number one thing that business owners don't have right now or isn't set up properly. They might have one, but they, they don't have it either set up properly or they just don't have it at all, right? And so that's where I start all my students at because I find that like, especially with like high level, you can get in and you can see all of these features and how they interact with each other in one place. So not only is it good for the, um, you know, the business owners uh, or the coaches or whatever, it's also good for the integrators because they can just stay in one place. Right. And then eventually when they take a 30,000 step view back and they're like, Hey, well, I got this client, but they're using pipe drive and active campaign and Calendly they go, Oh, I can just bridge the gap with Zapier. Right. They're like, Oh, this yeah, is it's, it's, if you understand an engine, then you'll see that engine at work in lots of different places. Once you know what a carburetor is, don't cars even have carburetors anymore? I don't yeah, know. some of them. Yeah, yeah. Then you can identify it very, very quickly. Uh, it's just once you know the mechanics, you recognize the moving parts everywhere. And you're right. It, it never ceases to astonish me how many businesses don't have a CRM. Like, you it's, know those big insane. calendar things on their desk? You know those big calendar things and they rip yeah. them off at the end of the month and they have the new calendar? Like I had a realtor client showed me, he, he had to take a picture of his, of his desk to show me his lead <laughs> flow. Um, and that was an extreme example, but yeah, they're using Excel, Google sheets. They're just using notepad and their phone and, and back to the beginning of our conversation. That's fine. There's nothing wrong with that at the beginning, but it's not going to take you into your first $10,000 a month, your first $50,000 a month, whatever it might be, right? Wherever you're at, your, your, your third home sold, whatever it might be, right? It's not going to get you there. It really isn't. And I, I read a crazy stat one time, and I don't know how, how I don't know how accurate it is anymore. But excuse me, in real estate specifically, I think they said there's something like six billion dollars a year spent on lead generation. And out of that six billion dollars, sixty percent of every lead generated never receives a first response. I can completely believe that. 
from the, from the way that seems people behave. Yeah. Oh, blew my mind. You're spending all this money and 40%, you know, like 60% of these people are just not even, not even getting a, Hey, thanks for filling out the form. Hey, thanks for inquiring on the house or Hey, thanks for whatever. They're <laughs> not even getting that. And it's like, you know, I, that was back in 2017 when I heard that stat. So I don't even know. It's probably worse now. It could be better. Maybe, maybe I'll, I'll be, I'll be optimistic. It's probably a little bit better, right? Like maybe it's 50% now, but still it's uh it's an epidemic. Like you don't have to, you don't have to hire a massive art mar marketing agency or something like that as a realtor or a mortgager or, or tax or chiropractor or whatever you are. You don't have to hire a massive firm or, or anything like that. You could just literally hire an integrator, or even a virtual assistant for that matter to like literally set up a basic CRM for you. Right. You don't have to, you don't have to go out and spend $3,000 to get something like this set up. You don't, right. You can spend $97 a month and then maybe hire someone by the hour, like whatever, spend three or 400 bucks and, and, and get someone to just take you through it quick. So if anybody's listening, thinking, you know what, I could be an integrator. That's, that's one way to go. Who would make an ideal integrator Academy client? Good question. So I always love, and I've had tremendous success with working professionals, people that are in like the corporate um, setting, maybe they're in management, or maybe in their um, distribution, maybe they're doesn't it doesn't really matter. They're a working professional. I, 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 tra I traditionally I work with like family people, family oriented people, people are recently engaged, married, kids, things like that. But I'll work with anyone, a male or female doesn't really matter. I've worked with both and I have actually one of my most successful integrators is female. And she's like living in Thailand right now. <laughs> In, ter in, in terms of like um, who probably has the best shot are people that have tried building a business before, such as an affiliate marketing business, marketing agency, whatever it might be, all of those trends that are out there right now and haven't really made it anywhere, right? Those are generally the people that have the best success in, in becoming a remote integrator uh, only because they have a lot of like the tools and the knowledge already to get started. And yeah. what they've done is they've gone to try and build these huge marketing agencies, for example, with $2,500 a month retainers to go after dentists who are getting pitched by a thousand people in these shark infested red waters um, that, you know, get yourself out of there, get into these blue ocean waters of no competition and offer something that isn't $2,500 a month, but you're offering such a tremendous service that now they're paying you recurring. And it's very, very low amount of work. The trust is there. It's a great service. And yeah, you might need say double the amount of clients, but you're not doing as much work. Right. Mm. So that's, that's who, 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 and, but, but again, I came from tires. That's what I, I did tires for a living. And then I taught myself this. I always joke that I graduated from the university of YouTube. <laughs> right. But uh, I did tires, So it doesn't matter what profession you're in. It doesn't matter if you've tried something or not at all, but you know, it's um that's, uh, I find that, those are those are the people that have the best success so far. I think that is the best place to stop because I think that's what I want people to really pay attention to is just because your life has been a certain way for a long time doesn't mean you can't turn on a dime and do something completely different and be something completely different and achieve something completely different. My favorite my favorite quote of all time and this is a, it's a it's a weird story but I used to own a gold claim and I was having a really hard time finding gold. And I'll try to keep this quick, but there, I was randomly just in the middle of the bush. My gun was far away. My dogs were exploring. I turned around because I heard a noise and there was this man standing behind me. And I'm in the, I'm like, I'm in Northern British Columbia, right? Like there's no people around. There's more moose 
than bearers than there are people, right? And there's this random man on my claim right behind me, short, burly looking person. And he goes and he points up at the hill across the creek from me. And everyone knows, you know, gold, you find it on the inside bend of a shoulder, all this kind of points up and on the outside bend up like 300 feet up this huge sandbar. And I was like, and then he looks at me and goes, gold isn't where you think it is. It's where you find it. So with what you just said there, that's my favorite quote of all time, because you basically said that in, in, in a nutshell. But then I turned around after I was looking at what he was saying, turned around and he was already in the bush gone. I didn't even see him leave. Mm-hmm. And it was the weirdest interaction I've ever had in my time. And it, it stayed in my head for, because this was like 2015, 2014, something. I forget what year it was. Long time ago. But that quote always stuck stuck with me because it's worked in my business forever. It's like just gold isn't where you think it is. It's where you find it. And just because you think gold is on the inside shoulder, on the inside bend, I walked up that hill about 20 minutes after that guy because I was like, my heartbeat was like, <laughs> I thought I was like, anyways, I figured out who he was afterwards. But I went up and I, I took one pan, one loaded pan, washed it into the river. And it was the night sky of like micro gold, small, pretty chunky pieces. It was incredible. I've never seen gold like that in my entire life. I ended up throwing a high banker up there and I got an ounce of gold in six hours. Good grief. It was crazy. But anyways, I guess, sorry to interrupt on that one, but Not you just all. reminded me of that story and that, that quote. And I think it's a perfect, perfect segue for sure. Well, that is the perfect place to end. Mike, if people want to go deeper with you, if they want to find out more about you, what's the best way they can do that? Yeah. So generally I have two different websites, socialaimsolutions.com, socialaimsolutions.com. You can book a call with me there. That's my integrator business. If you are interested in the integrator Academy, then uh, it's the integratoracademy.com. And uh, there's a, there's a a brief video that you can go on and watch about some five steps that I use to start my integrator business. And then you book a call with me. Um, And if you're not into all that, you can find me on Facebook. It's Michael Dallas hyphen Peterson SEN. And uh, you, my profile is fairly unique. I got like 19,000 followers on there. You can't miss me. There's a lot of fake me's out there. So be careful. <laughs> Don't go after the, the fake ones. But my profile is pretty hard to miss. Michael Dallas Peterson, you have been great fun. I've really enjoyed myself. And it's been lovely to properly meet you finally. And yeah, thank you very much for your time. Same here. I had a great time. Thank you. Thank you.